0: And the Earth, God of all the nations, Father of our Lord Jesus and our Father. We give you honor, we give you glory, glory. We give you praise in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, with one voice, we say thank you. Thank you for your love for us, your care, your protection. Thank you for all that you've done for us from the beginning of this year. So this last day of 2023. As we stand, Lord, in this place of entering another year, we say thank you thank for you. your goodness. Thank you, thank you for thank your you. mercies. Thank you, thank thank you. you for all you. that you are to us, for who yes, you are, you. for what you've done. You've yes. delivered us from accidents, yes. from hurt, from yes. harm. You've healed us, yes. you've comforted us. You've blessed us, promoted many for all that you've done. We say thank you. Thank you. You put a roof over our heads, put food on the table. Give us, give us strength. Give us life. Every waking moment, moment you were there we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. thank you. You have been so good. Yeah. You have been so good to us. You have been so good. Thank you, you are good. Thank you. you are faithful thank you. and we give you thanks. We thank give you praise in the name of Jesus for our own lives on our behalf, on behalf of our families and Lord for our church family. Even for the entire body of Christ, hallelujah. we say thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, had it not been for God, oh, where would we have been? Yes. Lord, thank you. God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you In the name of Jesus Christ, glory be to God the hallelujah. Father. Glory be to God the Son. Hallelujah. Glory be to God the Holy Spirit. Ooh. Now and evermore, mm-hmm. to the living God, the only wise God. God who was, is, and ever shall be, be blessing and honor, blessing and honor, worship and adoration, even now and evermore. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Jesus. we say thank you. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord praise. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. 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 Well, shall we before we get in the word just give the Lord Jesus one more shout, one more clap offering. Thank Him for life. Yes. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. I want to thank God for our worship team. Dear worshipers, singers, and musicians, thank you gentlemen. God bless you. Teddy, Cubby, and our worship leaders. Thank you all so much. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God for all that God has done with all of us, with the leadership of this house. The senior associates, the pastors, reverend ministers, all our team leaders, our elders, intercessors, for the great World Missions Ministries Church family, our wonderful members, and your families. Those who are physically present, those who are with us online, and your families. I say, God bless you. We thank God for your lives. God bless you. Let's give the Lord a shout for every one of God's people. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. It's been a wonderful year. Hallelujah. You know ministry cannot be done without people. There's no pastor. There's no minister, reverend minister, apostle, prophet, evangelist pastor or teacher who can do this work, God's great work, without God's people. And so, personally, I want to thank you, all of you who are here, all of you online, for making this work possible, the work of bringing the true light of Jesus to the United States and to people around the world. I say God bless you. Thank you. Thank you hallelujah. Uh, just, uh, bear with me. I'm going to leave my thanks till the end of the service so I can preach because the more I thank you, the more I get emotional and I won't be able to preach. So, uh, praise the Lord. God is good. Hallelujah. Oh man, he has brought us far. Hallelujah. To God be glory.
1: Praise
0: the Lord. I, I heard somewhere that men don't cry. I just have a hard time when I'm worshiping the Lord and just being grateful to God. I, I can't stop that. Uh, praise God. So don't judge me for being human. <laughs> Amen. God is good. All right. Well, praise the Lord. I, I am going to teach... I'll thank you all after I teach. Amen. Father, thank you for your unction on my life and the grace to teach your word. Hallelujah. Speak to our hearts as your word comes forth. Let it happen. Let the word happen. Become what you wrote it or sent it to do. To bring healing, to bring salvation, to bring deliverance, encouragement wisdom and understanding because you said you give us pastors after your heart to feed us with your wisdom and your understanding and so i ask that the spirit of god our teacher himself will speak through my life through my my heart to the hearts of the saints here in the sanctuary and in their homes online around the world For all that you do, we'll be careful to give you, Lord, all the glory and praise. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'd like to share with you today on a subject that actually will be part of our theme for 2024. I want to talk today specifically about Christ our exalted master Christ our exalted master I would have said exalted lord which is right proper and appropriate but I chose the word master because of the text that we'll begin with today from 2nd Kings chapter 2 because it does use the word master hallelujah so Christ our exalted master a theme for the coming year uh, which starts tomorrow right <laughs> Is
1: knowing Christ our exalted Lord? Amen.
0: So you hear, keep hearing the word exalted and synonyms or words similar to exalted throughout the year from myself and our pastors and ministers. Praise God, knowing his love for us, knowing him as the Lord, as Christ, the Messiah, as God above all, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, knowing him as one who has raised us up to sit with him in heavenly places. So, our Lord Jesus is exalted, but... By his grace, he's exalted us along with himself. I mean, that is amazing to me. Praise God. It's only grace that has made that possible. Amen. God's mercy, God's grace. Nothing that we did or could do, all that he's done for us. Amen. So we look at the subject of Christ, that's Jesus Christ. Christ means Messiah, our exalted master today. Beginning with 2 Kings chapter 2, I'm going to read from verse 1. 2 Kings chapter 2, I'll read from verse 1. Then when the Lord was about to take Elijah, Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah went with Elisha
1: from Gilgal.
0: So now we have two people, Elijah and Elisha. Elijah said to Elisha, Terry here, the version I'm using says, Terry here, stay here, wait here. I ask you, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. Now, as you know, Bethel means the house of God. L-E-L, that's God. Beth, B-E-T-H, in the Hebrew means house. House. So Bethel Bethel is house of God, like Bethlehem, Bethlehem is bread, Beth is house. So Bethlehem is house of bread because Jesus is the bread of life. He had to be born in Bethlehem. That alone makes me believe that God, the Bible is God's word. Because the Bible prophesied that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And Jesus called himself the bread of life. And Bethlehem means the house of bread. So the bread of life was born in the house of bread. You know the Christmas story.
1: All right. I want you to think of Elijah here.
0: Oh, well, let, let's, let's read on. i come to it. i come to it. But Elisha said to him, as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. So they went together to the house of God. Verse 3. The sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord is taking away your master from you? So in my version, the version of the Bible I'm using, uh, the name or title that is given to Elijah is Master. I'm not sure what it says in the King James. It says Master? Okay, good. All right, excellent. And so the title of my message Uh, for today, Christ, our exalted master. So from the text I'm using, you can see why I didn't say Christ, our exalted Lord, but Christ, our exalted master. He's our Lord means he's our master. All right. So since we're looking at Elijah here, who's going to be taken away by God, to heaven and he's being addressed as master I'm going to have Elijah represent Christ we're going to use Elijah to represent Christ since Elijah went along with Elisha Christ came came to save us he's the head of the church and the church is his body And your body goes along with your head. We see Elijah and Elisha here. If I'm going to use Elijah ascending to heaven. Elijah as the master, the Lord of Elisha ascending to heaven. Then Elisha will represent the body of Christ. Elisha will represent us. Elisha will be you. Elijah will be Jesus in this context. Are we good so far? Amen. If somebody asks you this tomorrow, you should be able to explain it. You shouldn't scratch your head and go, eh, I think he said something. I'm not too sure. No, no. You follow. It's right there. We see Elijah is called master. And he's Elisha's master. Right? So Elisha is under Elijah. The church is under Jesus. Amen. Elisha is Elijah is called a master and he's going to be taken up. So that was a picture in the Old Testament or a shadow in the Old Testament of Jesus, our Lord and master. Who would be taken
1: up by God.
0: Amen. After his work on earth was done on the cross, he would be crucified, he would die for our sins, and God will raise him up from the dead, and he will ascend to heaven as our master, as the Lord, not only over the living but the Lord over the dead as well. When Jesus was physically on earth he could be Lord over the living but he had not yet become Lord over the dead till after he died and got up from the dead. Then he conquered death itself. Amen. He overcame the grave he overcame death. He overcame hell. Now, he did all of that not for himself, but he did that for us. Amen. So, what we're going to see Elijah doing is what Christ is doing. What Elijah does for Elisha is what our Lord Jesus and Master is doing for us. Amen. Jesus, before he was born as Yeshua, who would save his people from the essence, was not Yeshua. He was called the Word. God the Word. That was his name. His eternal name is God the Word. I'm not going to turn to it, but I'll quote it. You already know it, most of you. Can you hear me? Properly, Hear yeah, me well? Okay. In John 1 and verse 1, we are told that in the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. So God the Word came to be known to us as Jesus Christ. In John 1 and verse 14 it follows up from verse 1 to tell us in verse 14 that the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth and of his fullness Have we all received? Amen. God has made grace available to us in Christ. You don't need to send me a check or any minister, an offering to get grace. Anybody who tells you that is lying to you. Amen. And there's a lot of that going on. That is not biblical. I don't care if an angel appeared to them and they claim the angel told them to tell you to send them an offering so you can get their grace. That is not how God works. In fact, I'm going to turn to it so we can all see it for ourselves. In John chapter 1, these things are important that will be established in doctrine so so that you are not moved. By the winds of what? If you know the Bible, when it talks about being established in doctrine, so you are not moved by winds of what? Whose doctrine? Doctrines of men and doctrines of demons. Demons have their doctrines. Satan's agents, fallen angels, have their teachings. And they use those teachings To lead people astray. To put put people in bondage. But the Lord God sent Jesus to die for our sins. He paid the price. So there's nothing that God is holding against you. Amen. We are going to see in our illustration that God gave to us in 2 Kings. That when God moves on, when God moves, He does not He wants you to move along with Him, He does not want you to stay in the past. Amen. So your past sins and my past sins, what we did in the past, that Satan often takes us back to in our minds and says, You were rotten, you were this, and all that, God already moved. Away from it. He's gone.
1: Ahead. He's gone ahead. He's not there anymore. Amen. According
0: to the scriptures. The Bible says Jesus forgave the sins. Literally the sins of the past. Actually says the sins. You have to study these things. Search the scriptures. When people teach, you need to search the scriptures after you go home. Search it if the thing, find out if it is so. And thank God today you can Google it. Simple. So you Google sins of the past, for example, and it's going to show you where in the Bible it says Jesus has forgiven the sins of the what? Past. It's gone. And when God said that, he said, and their sins and iniquities will I, God, no longer remember. You remember it, the devil reminds you of it. But as for God, he is in this place where he says he has forgotten your sins. You know how sometimes somebody hurts you, you, you are able to forgive them. Sometimes it's hard to forgive. But when you eventually forgive, you still don't forget? Maybe not you, but the other people, you know. You still don't forget. But as for God, he says, not only do I forgive, I forget. Amen. Amen. And most of us, including myself, we used to think that God forgave us for our sake. Right? But I taught you the other day that actually God forgives us for his sake. He forgives us for his name's sake. He said, I forgive you. When it comes to sins, it actually starts with God. What he's doing for himself. And this has always been in the Bible. About the Jesus coming to save us. God did that not for you. God did it first of all for himself. You can't love God. He loved you first. The love we have for him. Is a semblance of love. He loved us first. You, we could not have loved God first. If we could have loved God. We would not have come. Sin would not let us come.
1: God loved us first. God forgave
0: us. God called us before we were born. <laughs> From the fa- it's these things are amazing. From the foundation of the world, he called you in Christ. Before you sinned, before you were before you were thought of by your parents. Before you planned you or you, sometimes they say you were an accident. It's not fun when your parents tell you you an accident. Parents, try not to say those things to the hearing of your kids. Even if that was an accident, unplanned, don't say it. Because it just really hurts for a person to know that they were not planned. Especially if that person not very strong and confident within themselves, it'll bother them. You can say it, you know, it's fun, it's, it's you know, you say it, you don't mean it, you say it jokingly, but it can wound a child make them insecure so don't say it
1: amen after all John chapter 1 says we are not even born by the will of our parents
0: (laughs) amen isn't it God who said be fruitful and multiply it is his blessing that makes us able to conceive that makes people able to conceive. It's that blessing that he spoke, that eternal word that is still operating today that makes it possible for humans to conceive. So conception, to be conceived and to be born, it, was, it is the will of God. You and I are alive because God meant for us to be here. Not even because your parents planned you. Amen. So even if you were told you were not planned, don't worry about it. Even those who were planned. The parents that they planned them, they could not have done it without God. So it's the same. You're the same. The same place as the people who were unplanned by parents and those who were planned by parents. They're in the same place. They were meant to be here by God. Because parents can plan all they want. Without the life-giving power of God, it won't happen. Can you understand that? So in John chapter 1, it says that we are born not by the will of man, the will of the flesh, but by the will of God. We are born by the will of God. Even biologically, it is amazing that you got born of all the seed from the man that's just chasing to go and fertilize the egg.
1: You made it. I mean, I mean
0: you are a winner my God that is, that is amazing out of like 1 billion or so I don't know medically but it's like a host and you actually I actually got born oh Lord he meant for me to be here God has a purpose for your life And what did you not fulfill in the past years and in this year you will fulfill in the coming year Because in the coming year, you're going to have an anointing operating in your life where you operate from the high place. You are above and not beneath. And as scripture said in Deuteronomy 28, you are above only. Only. Why? Because that is the place God put you from the foundation of the world. That is your place. Not one man say, not what society says, not what the devil says, not even what you say. As he told Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1, when Jeremiah said of himself, I'm a child and I can't speak. Can you imagine? He's talking and he still says, I can't speak. I'm a child, I can't speak. Yet he's talking, talking to God. And God said, don't say that. That's the image you have of yourself. Don't say that. Because I have anointed you. I have put my anointed means. I have empowered you. I've put my spirit on you. We'll see it in 2 Kings 2. I've put my spirit on you to enable you to be and do. To be who I created you to be. My grace will make you be that. And do it. Grace makes you become and grace makes you do. Most people in the church are only taught today that grace is undeserved favor. I am teaching you that grace makes you become and grace makes you do. Grace is power to make you work. Grace is power to make
1: you work. And from from the
0: Bible, I'm talking about work as your purpose. Work as fulfilling your purpose. For example, the work that I do, I'm living my purpose. I'm living out my gift. That is how God created all of us to do. Praise God. I've taught you for years. Taught our young people for years. Taught our children. You have to fulfill your purpose and destiny in life. And one of the easiest ways to discover it and fulfill it is to look at the gifts you have. And follow the gift. You, you don't have to come into those world and follow, especially if you are, you can, you have, you, you, you are raised by African parents, you're gonna be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. That, that's, that's, that was our framework, doctor, lawyer, engineer. Anything else doesn't matter. And sometimes we even say, if it kills us to make you a doctor, we will make you a doctor. So what happens is that they make you a doctor, then they die. The moment you get your diploma, they die. Because they already said, they said, if it kills us to make you a doctor, we will make you a doctor. So they they force you to become a doctor, and then they die. Because they said it. Do you understand what I just said? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Unless you don't believe it. But you believe it because you said, we're going to make you that. So you believe that you could do it. You said it, and you made it happen. So how is it that you think that you can make them a doctor by saying it and inculcating into them and forcing them, even if that's not who they are want to be, you make them, you know, and you were able to do that. Yet the same person said, if it kills us, and you don't think that that other part will work? The same words are working to make them a doctor. So the same words that she said, even if it kills me. Like some of you get so mad. Well, you think it's going to happen over my dead body. You will die and it will happen. Why? Because you called it. I know when we go to church, we don't like these things. We just like flowery things. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. It doesn't matter how. Yeah, it's going to be all right when we speak what is right. But when you speak death, you will have it. Because God said he has given you the authority. Life and death, he said they are in the power of the tongue. Both. Both life and death are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it, they're going to eat the fruits thereof. So if you love death, you speak it and you'll have it. I'm not cursing you. I'm just telling you, you should not be speaking death. Amen? Speak life and you have it. Praise the Lord. So we learn today, you are here because God wants you to be here. Say amen. amen. Yes, 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 sir. And you're born again because God chose you in Christ from the foundation of the world. And thanks be to God, by his grace, you responded. When you heard, when you were convicted, you responded. Oh, I thank God. I just thank God. Amen. So if you look at John 1, it's going to show you this. John 1, we read verse, oh, I quoted verse 1. Let's just look at verse 1. I'm going to skip to verse 14. First John 1, verse 1, please. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Everybody sees this? All right. So Jesus was called God the word. In fact, just stop there for one moment, go to the last book of the Bible, chapter 19 of the last book of the Bible, which will be Revelation, Revelation 19, and we'll just look at one verse over here, and that's verse 13, Revelation 19, verse 13, media team will put it on the screen for our viewers at home, God bless you, those who are here in church, if you find it, say amen. Okay, great. Thank you. So, Revelation 19, verse 13, and he, this is a person, was clothed with a garment or vesture. King James says vesture. It means garment. An attire. Dipped in blood. The moment he says his attire is dipped in blood, you cannot begin to get an idea of whom he's speaking, right? That would be who? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes? Okay. And his name is called, read it please, his name is called the Word of God. He has many names. He's called Faithful, he's called True, he's called the Everlasting Father, Counselor, the Mighty God. Many, many names. One of his names is what? The Word of God. Amen.
1: We good? Okay. All right, now we're going to go back to John 1.
0: John 1. Verse one: In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when you consider Revelation 19, verse 13, talking about Jesus, where it says his name was called the Word of God, we put it together with John 1. We know this person is Jesus Christ. Yes? Now we're going to skip to verse... Oh, no, let's read verse 2. John 1, verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. So this word of God always existed with God the Father, right? Those of you who were here last week, I taught you this. When two people get married, the pastor officiating, the officiating minister will say something like, though they are two, they shall become one. Is that right? That's general, yes? Though they are two, they shall become One. That's a husband and wife, two separate people, but they choose each, each other out of the 8 billion, 7 billion or so people in the world. These two choose each other, and we say, bless them and say, though they are two, they become one. Yes? Everybody's comfortable with that, right? Okay. Right. Same way, Jesus says, though there's God the Father and there's God the Son, Jesus Christ, when he was with with his disciples, he told them, This person here, me, Jesus, and my Father, we are one. Just like your parents, your father and mother are one, me and the Father, we are one. Are we good? So it's, if your parents can be one in marriage, it is not a A strange thing to say that Jesus and God can be one. Are we good? Okay, thank you. So, in the beginning, God the Father was there with God the Son. All right? All right. So, God the Father is eternal. In eternity past, before our time began, God the Father was there. And God the Word was also there. Praise God. But there was another being called God the Spirit, who was also there. So there were three persons, unique, separate persons, but they were one. Just like the husband and the wife are two individuals, separate and unique, yet they are one. Amen? Okay? And there's another part in the marriage where they say something like, what God has put together... Let no man... What, how does that go? Let no man put asunder. Okay, I know it, but I want you to come with me. What God has put together... You know? Let no man break it apart. So actually, originally in the plan of God. And when Jesus came, he taught that. He mentioned that to the Pharisees and to to his disciples, that in the beginning, this is how God made it, that the two would be one flesh. And that unit would not be broken. It would never be dissolved. Yes? But when Jesus came, that issue came up because they tried to trip him up and asked him a question. You know, that Moses had given, you know, the exception that uh, the men could divorce. It actually, it wasn't even that the women could divorce the men. The wife could divorce. It was the husband who had the power to divorce the wife. That was, that was unfair, in my opinion, but let me just stay off that. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so they, they brought that thing up and said, well, Moses said you can give her uh, a bill of divorce. The man could give the wife a bill of divorce, and we are taught in the New Testament that, in fact, Jesus at that point said it was Moses only said that because of the hardness of your heart. So sometimes, where there's hardness in a marriage in Moses's time, God said for that exception, those reasons. It, it, it dissolves the marriage. In other words, in marriage, there's not supposed to be hardness of heart. You can't do marriage and do that journey with hardness of heart. Where there's hardness of heart, it's hard to do the marriage. So the hardness of heart can dissolve the marriage. Otherwise, the husband is frustrated, the wife is frustrated, and that frustration just kills them. That's not, also not God's will. So God says, okay, I'll give you a way out. Because you guys still want to have a hard heart, even though I want to give you a soft heart. But you're just not going to listen to me. You keep a hard heart. And so you don't kill each other, you can separate. You understand? You have to say, accept this. But this is just my opinion. Usually I don't share my opinions. But I think that it is better to separate than to kill each other. That's just my opinion. You don't have to accept it. I just think it's better to separate that. So that exception was given. Well, when they brought this issue up and, and Jesus said, yeah, for hardness of heart, Of course, there were two other cases too, you know, the, uh, divorce, uh, 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 adultery, and where one does not believe in the faith of the other, then there can be divorce. Right. But the third case was hardness of heart. So with all of that, Jesus actually says, actually in the beginning, it was not so. There was never God's mind. In, In establishing marriage, it was never God's mind that it would be broken up. Are you with me? That even hardness of heart could break it up. Because God could give softness of heart in the place of hardness of heart. Amen. That not believing in the same faith could break it up. Because God can change a human heart. That adultery could break a marriage Because God can heal and restore You you see this So he takes them back to the beginning I always like that God always goes back to well, What was my original intention Always go back to that What was God's original intention Amen Like what was God's original intention For making you and making me And how did he make us How should I identify Myself as you know, like identity confusion that people have today, we need to go back to the original. Originally, how did God make us to identify ourselves? That humans could identify as a cat, a dog, that a male could identify as a female, a female could identify as a male, Uh, a female could identify as an elephant, a male, I mean, all, all the other combinations we have today. And even the law of humans can validate something, it still does not make it right if it goes against God's original intention, the original purpose. Are you with me? Are you learning something? Amen? Right, at the end of this year, as we move into next year, some of the examples that I'm giving, I can't cover everything, in human life, human experiences, but basically some of the examples that I'm giving is to say this. While we have failed in the past, we've tripped Be certain sins, challenges, difficulties, which we all have. Let's do this as much as possible. Let's put those things behind us and step into the new year. Amen. Without the weights, put the weights aside. Say, Lord, help me. I mean, I've struggled long enough with this thing, but I want to operate from the exalted place. I I don't want to live as a victim. I want to live as a victor. Amen. I want to move in the anointing that is on the teaching ministry of uh, your, your servant, Reverend Janice, triumph in Christ. I want to live in triumph. I want to be able to walk in triumph in every place in Christ Jesus. So, what I could not do in the past because of the hardness of my heart, because of any of the examples that come up in life which I covered today or I'm not able to cover, but as I'm teaching comes to your mind, you need to let it go and you need to move forward. Why? God already forgave you even before you were born. Do you, do you actually know that? Hmm. What it is, is you have to accept the forgiveness. Okay, let, let, me, let me start over. You tell me, when did you, what year is this? What year is this? 2023? Okay, thank you. Uh, roughly, how long ago did Jesus die? Over 2,000 years ago, yes? So we are at A.D. 2023. Isn't that right? A.D. 2023. So we are in, in Anodomene, in the year of our Lord, 2023. So we are over 2,000 years past when he came and he died. Amen. When Jesus died on the cross, didn't he die for your sins? Didn't he die for my sins? So he died for our sins even before we were born. I don't think there's anybody listening to me who is 150 years old right now. Yes? Okay. Jesus died how long ago? Over 2,000 years ago. So he died before you were born. If you sin tomorrow, he died before tomorrow. He died before the sin you commit tomorrow. So his blood covered all the sins. I think we need to rethink some of the things we have believed. If you try to lead somebody to Christ today, give your life to Jesus, you're following this religion or whatever, you're inviting them to come to Christ, you're going to tell them Christ died for you. And they are to receive what? His righteousness. You get it? what he has done for us is he's washed away our sins without the shedding of the blood there is no remission of sins has the blood been shed yes does the devil know that you've been set free yes if they knew that in crucifying jesus we would be free they would not have done it first corinthians 2 verse 8 they didn't get have that wisdom so they crucified jesus and that set us free we are already free but people don't know that so you have to tell them It is not now that you're going to be free. If the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. Undoubtedly. Thank you. But some prophet is going to tell you, unless you bring money, you will not be free. Unless you drink this special concoction that they, they got a dream and some angel told them to make, that you have to buy for $3 billion. I'm exaggerating. You can't be free. You have to bring a chicken leg and a goat head and a cow's liver. Do cows have liver? Yeah, they have. And, you know, all kinds of different strange things. You have to roll on the floor. You have to fast for seven days and walk, you know, uh, uh, hopping. And all kinds of things people
1: have been told. You know...
0: One of my sons put online and I responded and he told me, oh, it's because, yeah, that's why they do this. Uh, some places they tell the people in January, they have to bring the, the entire salary to the church in January because that's their first fruit. Well, when you read in the New Testament, Christ is our first fruit. New, <laughs> New Testament believers, who is our first fruit? Christ. Your first fruit is not your January salary.
1: No, I will never
0: tell you to bring to World Missions Ministries your January salary. Because that's your first fruit. Christ is the first fruit. Amen. Of all who have been resurrected. He's the first fruits of the resurrection. And anytime somebody says, "This is my firstborn," that means they have a a second. So if he is the firstfruits of the resurrection, then there are others too, who would be f- resurrected. And we are part we are of him, part of the resurrection. We've been raised up with Christ. We were crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. We were buried with Christ, Colossians 2.12. We are risen with Christ, Ephesians 2.6. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, Ephesians 1.19-23. Amen. Over all powers, all principalities, 1 Peter 3.22. That's where you are. Amen? God has already done it. As far as the east is from the west, he has set your sins away from you. You will never find your sins when you go fishing for them. And he actually put that picture in Micah. He said he buried your sins in the depths of the sea to tell you you cannot find them. Amen. As far as the east is from the west. So I'm going to go find my sins when you go over here it's over there when you get over there it's over here you can never get them because God does not want you to have not only sins he doesn't want you to have a consciousness of sins I'm teaching well I, I'm teaching very well. I mean, this is, you know, not, not, not trying to feel good. I, I know according to scripture, I'm teaching well. At the Bible, God told Timothy through Paul, to be a good minister, you got to teach the people. Sound doctrine. According to the book of Hebrews, he says that he has washed our conscience, not only washed our sins, he's washed our conscience from sin, so that you have a consciousness of righteousness that I have a right standing with God because Jesus has gone to the Father and has given me his righteousness. He has made us you know like made in the USA we are made the righteousness of God in Christ. You are made. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going into a new year. He says if anybody is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Very soon, we will be stepping into a new year. And 2023 will never come again behold the past is gone behold new things have come in Christ Jesus you are now stepping into a new place we have stepped into it by his righteousness by his grace and we reign in life by the grace of God through righteousness the sword that you have to rule with is a sword of righteousness hallelujah and when you speak that word of God you are releasing the sword of the spirit of the living God and everything will become subject to him give him praise oh give him praise somebody hallelujah if God be for you hallelujah We thank God for what he has done all year long. But you and I are entering into a place where God has already gone ahead of us. God has crossed as it were the Jordan already. Christ has entered for us. Oh, he has entered the presence of God for us he ever liveth to make intercession for us that you and I will stand complete in God's will for your life he that has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion yeah. ladies and gentlemen that relationship that God gave to you it will work the marriage God gave to you it will work the things that are falling apart he says hold together even the little that you have that's fallen apart because I will strengthen it There's a God in heaven who rules in the affairs of men. Don't give up. It may have been difficult the past year. You may have had hard times. Somebody almost killed me on the highway. An 18 wheeler hit my vehicle, and there was no dent on it. There was no dent. Hey! Hey! Not! 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 It's an accident. No, this is vehicular warfare. My eye caught his eye, and he's looking at me, and I'm thinking. But I can see him. He can see me. He's looking at me. He's coming. Oh, get out of here for your life! This is not one of those days. When well, you do that Texan thing and you stand for your right, well, we're gonna see wanna talk it up. We're going to call the police. No, leave for your life. So I stepped on it, and he stepped on it too. Alleluia. I stepped on it and I hear whoa. Alleluia. I say, Whoa, that is warfare. But if God be for you, Alleluia. who Alleluia. the devil possessed him. Alleluia. Because he knew I was going to go to minister in Florida. And a young man who has a heart defect. Who was going to see his doctor on Monday. Unknown to me. I don't know him. He's in another city. I am ministering. I minister at the end. I pray the closing prayer. And God said, I'm not done. I minister. I do the closing prayer. I do my thing as a human being as a minister. And I say, Amen. And God said, I'm not done. You're done, but I'm not done. There's somebody with a heart problem. Tell them. And I'm healing them right now. Wow, 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 wow. He's in another part of Florida, another city. Unknown to me. That is God. Because of people hosting the meeting, and he says, That's me. I'm seeing my cardiologist tomorrow. He goes to see his cardiologist. The cardiologist says, they do the test. He says, what happened to you? You don't have a heart problem. Oh, give Jesus praise! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The congregation there, over here, majority are like my age and older. The congregation there, majority are younger, now having children. I go to dedicate two children. And I do the dedication. And 20 children are brought up. Wow. So I dedicate the two. And God speaks over them. And then, prophetically next child, next child, next child and I'm as, as I'm prophet, I'm thinking to myself and sometimes I stop and look up and I, as a parent, is that right? and they say, and you see, you see their eyes like they can't believe what God is saying about their children like this pastor comes from Washington to dedicate just two children but all these other children that I don't know and prophetically, over 20 children at a point, I was saying to myself you know, you're a human, you know God's using you but we I I don't let me forgive me forgive me but I say I'm very human sometimes we have doubts and we wonder so the spirit is moving and I'm like wait a minute is this going to just keep flowing like that I'm actually honest I'll be honest I didn't tell them that but I tell if they're watching they're like oh so pastor was that yeah that that was it as I'm prophesying and I'll stop and ask the parent and they're like yeah and God through that was opening the hearts of parents and grandparents to Christ. I'm, I mean, you, you have to love God. You have to love God. So as I'm prophesying and I'm thinking to myself, well, is this, it just, will it just keep flowing? <laughs> and it just keeps going. And I remember when I got to like maybe four kids left, I, I thought to myself, hmm, so what if I, I, there's no word for the others, how would they feel? Yeah, none. I never told any of them that they are watching. They are like, oh, so you are? Th- yeah, I'm human. I'm human. So I was like, mm, Lord, I, I pray that you have something for them. Because it can, cannot be. A, you know how kids are. The kid doesn't want to feel left out. How is it that they bless all of them, they, but why am I left out? You know? If I am concerned, a human, how much more God? How he loves us. Mm. And so every one of them. Ah, it's amazing. It's amazing. After that, this lady would be invited by one of our board members who was there. She didn't have a child present or a grandchild she came up she said what the children had (laughs) I'm also a child of God I also want a word from God pray for me so I prayed for her and God ministered not only to her alone but to a family that wasn't there gave me a word for a family that wasn't there after that she said can we meet next next week (laughs) yeah you're gonna. You, you are you preaching another? I said, I've been here for two weeks. I'm headed back because Washington wants me. You know, <laughs> my people, that they love me so much, they don't want to release me. You know. So, <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Because of all this, Satan sent a truck driver filled with hatred to try to kill me. But I'm here. I'm here. You made it. You made it. It was just the devil, but God stopped it. You went through some things, but God delivered you. Amen. Satan raised a Jezebel against you, but God delivered you. Satan raised an Ahab against you, but God delivered you. Amen. Let me finish off with John here, and then we're going to go to 2 Kings 2 and finish there. John 1. And verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So the word is who? God, right? Jesus.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: And we'll behold behold his glory. Nobody says glory to God like Pastor Sandra. So beautiful how she says it. She's just anointed when she says it. Hallelujah. It's like when uh, Pasapha says, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just like how he says it. Amen. Hallelujah. And wait, there is more. Who is that? Every Janice. Oh, hallelujah. God is good. We are blessed. And there's more coming in 2024. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John, I just skipped 16. Just skip, I don't have time, go to 16, please. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. I have a question for you. Please respond, answer me. Here's the question. Based on verse 16 of his fullness have all we received. And grace upon grace. Does it say we are going to receive his fullness? No. What does it say? We have received his fullness. If Christ is in you, he's not in you partially. He did not come with just a little bit of Christ. (laughs) Amen. If the spirit lives in you, then you are of God. And he that is in you is greater than the devil who is outside and who can't come in. And is so frustrated that God has put a hedge of protection around you on all sides. Around your family, your immediate family, your extended family. Yes, because of you, they are covered. And they don't know that. Sometimes they fight you. But they don't know that their covering is because of you. Hey. Amen. Just pray for them and bless them. They will one day they will come to understand. And appreciate Jesus. And thank God for your life. Shall we go back to 2 Kings chapter 2? I'll be continuing tonight. From 2 Kings 2. But Let's go back to 2 Kings 2 and finish off for this morning's service 2nd Kings 2 now we go to verse 3 and the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him knowest thou that the Lord will take away your master from your head today and he said yes I know it hold your peace or be silent hush up be quiet. Don't talk to me about this. Different versions say it differently, but the point is, I don't want to hear anything from you. Interesting, isn't it? Well, let's go on. We'll find out why he didn't want to hear from them. Because they were unbelieving. They were negative. And I pray that as you go into the next year, you leave the negativity behind. Not only negativity from yourself, but negative people. Friends who draw you away from Christ. You begin to cut off that association.
1: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.
0: You won't connect as much with them as you used to. So you need to get stronger to be able to help them. Amen. Don't turn against them. Don't hate them, love them. But you need to cut off the connection. The social media sites that have been polluting you, it's time to move forward away from them. Tell them to hush up, be quiet.
1: Do you get this? Is it verse
0: 4? Where, where am I? 4. Elijah said unto him, Elisha, Elisha, stay here, I pray you, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. So notice, he tested him at Bethel and tested him a second time at Jericho. Isn't that right? Then verse 5, and the sons of the prophets. Sons of the prophets doesn't mean that their parents were prophets. It's just a phrase that means they were Bible college students. They were part of a team, a prophetic band, a prophetic group. That's all. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know the Lord will take away your master from your head today? And he answered, I know. And to them
1: also he said, What? What did he say? Hold your peace or be silent
0: keep silent the third test came at Jordan the river Jordan verse 6 then Elijah said to him stay here for the Lord has sent me to Jordan and he said as the Lord lives and as you live I will not leave you and the two of them went on The way that expression back then, as the Lord lives and as you le- live, is just saying, I swear to you. I give you my word. That, that's all that expression is. <laughs> Verse 7. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood at a distance. And the two of them stood by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his robe and rolled it up and struck the water and was divided from one side to the other. Then the two of them crossed on dry ground. So what are they crossing? The Jordan at this point. Yes? Okay. We will do that tonight, but just quickly to show you the significance, go to Joshua 3, verse 11. Joshua 3, verse 11. What does crossing the Jordan mean? Joshua 3, verse 11. If you find it, say amen. All right, Joshua three eleven. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passes over before you into Jordan. Passes over, or pass over, or cross over into Jordan. We'll look at that some more tonight. But ladies and gentlemen... On this last day of 2023, we stand on the verge of crossing over into another year.
1: Amen. Second Kings chapter 2
0: is actually a picture of an end and a new beginning, the end of the ministry of Elijah. And the beginning of the ministry of Elisha. Corresponds to for us. The end of 2023. Or any year to the beginning of a new year. Or the end of if you choose to to get married in life. The end of being single. To beginning a marriage. Or the end of not being in a relationship to being in a relationship. The end of never having started a business to starting a business. Do you follow me? Okay. So again Joshua three 11, I'll teach some more tonight. But behold the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth crosses over or passes over before you into Jordan to pass over, to cross over. All right. Why am I saying that this means or refers to an end of something and a beginning of something new? The name Jordan means descent.
1: Descent. Jordan means what? Descent. To go down into In Acts chapter 8
0: Philip met an Ethiopian Ethiopian eunuch explained to him about the gospel of Jesus and the man said I see water what stops me from being baptized and Philip said to him if you believe in Jesus you can be saved and be baptized so he led him to Christ And it says, they went, both of them, descended down into the water, and he baptized him. Are you with me? Okay. Another picture most of you remember is John the Baptist, who came to say Jesus is coming and preparing the way for Jesus. That's a picture of a new beginning. Israel, your 400 years of silence. Where well, God was not speaking to you through any prophet has ended, because the Messiah is coming. Remember John the Baptist? He said Jesus is coming. I can't tie his the shoe the lace of his shoes. Remember that? I'm preparing the way. That's the end of something. The beginning of the new covenant. Are you with me? It, it makes sense to you, right? Okay. So back to Elijah and Elisha. Elijah is going to ascend to heaven. Amen? But someone else has to continue his ministry. So Elisha is anointed to continue. But then most of you know this. Elisha asked Elijah for something that Elijah, Elijah, I'm just trying to make sure you see the distinction. That's why I keep doing that. But Elijah said, you've asked me for something that hard. Let's go and read it. 2 Kings 2. This was all a picture of the end of the old covenant and the beginning of the new covenant. Amen. The end of all your troubles and the beginning of liberty. He's talking about the anointing of God coming to destroy the yoke of the oppressor. I need for you to see this. All right. So let's go. Uh, in what was it? Second Kings two, right? Okay, so look at this. The final test was at Jordan. Now he opens the Jordan, they go through. I think I got to verse 9, is that right? I started at 9, okay. So 2 Kings 2, now verse 9. And as they were crossing, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask for something and I'll do it for you before I'm taken away from you. This corresponds to Jesus' teaching in John 16. He said, Up till now, you've asked me nothing in my name. But now you're going to be asking the Father in my name. And whatever you ask, the Father will give it to you. Are we good? That's prayer. Ask for something. Ask the Father. All right, we go to verse. Uh, we, we read on it. Elisha said, This is what I want. <laughs> this man is something else. <laughs> what did he say he wanted? Let a double portion of your spirit come upon me. Whoa. Double portion of your spirit. In your notes, write spirit. In your Bible, underline spirit. Spirit right here takes your mind to who? The Holy Spirit. A double portion of the anointing. I think I heard somebody say that. Did somebody say that today? A double portion of what? The anointing. Those who don't know the word anointing, anointing I said earlier is what? The power of God on you. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power that he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. God is with you today. God is with you bringing you into a place where whatever oppressed you Whether it was sickness, whether it was confusion in the marriage, confusion at work, hostility, the anointing would destroy that yoke because there's the end of something and the beginning of something new, the beginning of liberty, the beginning of freedom, and that freedom comes by the spirit, by the anointing. This thing, this picture here is amazing. What God was doing here was amazing. Elisha caught it. He caught on to it. But the other Bible college students didn't catch on to it. The the sons of the prophets. They didn't get it. What bothers me personally here is that they all knew that God was going to take Elijah away that day. All right, hold on. They all knew, didn't they? Because they told Elisha, do you know God's going to take your master away? Do you know God's going to take your master away? They all knew. So evidently, it had been revealed, maybe at a prophetic meeting, one of the prophets prophesied, they were all present and they heard that on this day, God's going to take Elijah away. So they all knew. 150 of them knew. 50 at uh, Jericho, 50 at Jordan, right? And 50 at Bethel. They all knew. Elisha knew and each time Elisha said yes I know be quiet why do you think he keeps telling them be quiet you have to rise up and tell all the voices that told you what you can't do tell them
1: hush up be quiet it's
0: interesting isn't it I know God's going to teach you more and give you, relate things to your own life as you study it. But you just need to get the principle. They all had a revelation from God, but they are not prepared to walk in it. Only Elisha was prepared to walk in it. Those who don't want to go forward in the things of God, please don't be spending time with them in the coming year. Find a company that is prayerful. Find a company that is interested in doing the things that God has called you and your family to do and run with them. Stop listening to them. Stop going on their websites. It's not helping you. So far, how has it helped you? It's made you disturbed. It made you fearful. It made you confused. So the people you're listening to, the website, it's not helping you. You're a fearful Christian. Now, because you keep listening to these people, you keep watching this. Stop it! Tell them what did he say? Say to them,
1: be quiet. Tell those voices, be quiet. We nobody ever heard in our
0: family that anybody ever bought a cows. You think you can do it? Tell them, be quiet. Oh, and now you think what? You can even buy another house. Tell them, be quiet. Oh, so what? You're going to start traveling, get a passport, and start traveling around the world. Who do you think you are? Tell them,
1: be quiet. You really
0: are going to start a business? You? It's going to be a million dollar business. <laughs> Tell them, be quiet.
1: What? You think you are anointed? You're not going, well, you call yourself a preacher you're going to heal the sick you're going to preach tell them quiet. be quiet <laughs> watch watch Elisha I love this guy man he said give me double <laughs> Elijah says
0: you have asked for a difficult thing But, what's the condition he was given? If, unconditioned, if you see me, the moment I am taken from you, it will happen to you. But if not,
1: it will not happen.
0: The word of faith which we preach is near you. It is in your heart and in your mouth that if you believe with your heart and you shall confess with your mouth. You shall be saved. But if you will not believe and if you will not confess it will not
1: happen. So
0: what's it going to be this coming year? You're going to believe and you're going to confess that I am in the exalted place with the exalted Christ. Come on give him praise. Amen. Through all the challenges, we're going to believe by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. God forbid, but you may wake up with that pain in the leg. Still say, by his stripes,
1: I am healed. Yes. And some of your friends may say, "Hmm, you still believe in God.
0: Tell them be quiet. Well, nicely. You still want to keep your friends, you know. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. I have to add that nicely because I know some people are not as strong in spirit. Some people are so carnal. So, they'll just say, well, pastor said it. Pastor said it. You're not supposed to say that. You are a devil, you devil, you. No, I did not say that. That's your carnality speaking. That's not me. Don't justify <laughs> their carnality well let's finish this Second Kings 2 verse 11 as they continued walking, continue walking with the Lord and talking, that's praying continued praying in the spirit did you catch it? a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them and Elijah went up that's the rapture the second rapture in the Bible what's the first rapture? Enoch was taken up Second one, Elijah, went up by a whirlwind well into heaven. This was, these were pictures of Jesus who was going to be taking up. Elisha was watching. They that wait upon the Lord, they will have what?
1: Something new.
0: Strength, vigor, vitality, and new anointing. They will renew their strength. And they'll mount up with wings as eagles. Do you see this? It's amazing. It's just amazing. Wow. So he said, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel, it's horsemen." And he didn't see Elijah again. Then he grabbed his own clothes and tore them into pieces. What does that mean? He grabbed his own clothes and tore them into pieces. He said, I'm doing away with flesh. I'm doing away with self. I no longer depend on self. What am I going to depend on? I wish I had a piece of cloth to, to demonstrate this. Because notice what he did next. He picked up the rope of Elijah that fell from him and he returned and stood on the bank of Jordan. And he took the rope of Elijah that fell from him and struck the water just as Elijah had done. He said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Oh, here is the Lord God of Elijah. Here he is in manifesting his power. And when he struck the water, it parted from one side to the other and Elisha crossed over. Verse 13. Let's watch the spectators. They are not participators. They are only spectators. When the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho saw him from afar off, they said, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed down to the ground before him. Hallelujah. We'll look at that some more tonight. I find it significant that he didn't say the prophets at the sons of the prophets at Bethel or the sons of the prophets at Jordan, but specifically the sons of the prophets at Jericho. Why? And how does it relate to this message and to this day, to this moment? Jericho means a new moon, a new month, a new moon, moon, lunar month. We are entering a new month. Amen. There were three places, Bethel, Jericho, and Jordan. But it was only the sons of the prophets at Jericho who said, oh, now the spirit of Elijah is on Elisha. Yes, they recognized the anointing. But the anointing was recognized in a new place, in a new month, On a new person. As you enter this new year, this new month, you are a new person. Amen. Forgetting the things behind, let's press on. I mean, these things are amazing. They are not just there because he just threw words in place. No, they are significant, they are important. For example, why didn't he get the anointing at Bethel or at Jericho? Why at Jordan? Because Jordan means to descend. As I was explaining to you from Acts chapter 8, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch both descended into the water and he baptized him. So Jordan represents baptism right? We go down into the water and we come up. What does baptism represent? Buried with Christ, risen with Christ. Yes. Elijah ascends to heaven. It represents Jesus ascending to heaven. After Jesus went to heaven, what did Jesus do? He sent the spirit. Come on people send the Holy Spirit. When Elijah went to to heaven, what happened next? Who came down? The Spirit. Come on people, we just read it. The Spirit came. A double portion. So Elisha was going to do more than Elijah did. Just as Jesus said in John 14, the works that I do, the same works shall you do, and I rest my case. God bless you. This is amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing, God already put it in the Bible for us that you are going to enter a new place, you have a new beginning by the Spirit of God, you have new power, new energy. What you could not do in the past, what you struggled with, is over because you have descended into the waters of baptism. John the Baptist started his ministry baptizing people where in the river. Jordan, I love you people. God bless you. Amen. He was telling them, you're going to be buried with Christ and you're going to be risen with Christ. The ascended master, Jesus. He's exalted, seated in heaven and he's poured out his spirit into your life and now you're going to be the Elisha's who will do greater than he did, who will do more than he did. You have a double portion of his spirit and anything that stands before you, you just have to lift up the rod of Moses, the name of Jesus the anointing of God and strike it and the waters will open whatever was closed before you last year, now is opened by the anointing of God, believe it believe it, don't be like the sons of the prophets who did not believe, though they had been told, they got a revelation God told them and they told Elisha God's going to take your master away yet they did not believe people can hear the gospel yet it will not profit them because what they hear they don't act on what they hear they don't live by but you are different I see the Elishas today Amen so after today we have moved from singing about the anointing of Elijah on us now we're going to make a, create a new song the anointing of who? Elisha I don't want you to be talking to me anymore about the anointing of Elijah. Now we're going to talk about the anointing of. Hey! Give him praise. Somebody. Can you stand to your feet. Church of God. And give him praise. That you stand on the cusp of entering a year. Where the anointing of God is on your life. The anointing is on your marriage. The anointing is on your relationship. The anointing is on your ministry. The anointing to stop Jezebel. To stop Ahab. The anointing to lead the nation. Is on your life. Now, Israel had a new man called Elisha, and he was acknowledged at Jericho at a new month, the new moon, in a new place. Then, a new man has come. You are that person. If anybody be in Christ, he's a new man, a new humanity, a new creation. Tell the devil, I'm not bound, I'm not sick. I'm not poor. I'm not confused. I'm not addicted. I am free. I am free. I am free. I am blessed to be a blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, right there in your home, begin to lift your voice and pray and here in church, lift your voice and pray and step with me now into that new place. Step into that place. Symbolically just take a step wherever you are. Even in your home, stand up please. Get out of that bed and take a step. Just symbolically saying it signifies I'm entering a new place. A new place of power of glory of wealth of health. I'm entering a new place with the anointing of God on my life in the name of the Lord Jesus and I'm not going alone. I'm going with my family. I'm going with my house in the name of the Lord Jesus. We will leave no nothing behind. We leave no one behind. Oh hallelujah. Give him praise. Marco Zatoria. Mando Zotea. Ayayayaya Endes. Ladies and gentlemen. In the beginning it was not so. It was not so that hardness of heart will destroy your marriage. Leave the hardness of heart behind. Come on people. Come on people. Leave the hardness of heart behind. Let the Lord heal your heart and pray for your spouse even if they are not here that the Lord will heal their heart. In the name of Jesus. Some of you, your marriage affected the children negatively. Maybe even to the next generation, the grandchildren. I want you to pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that the anointing will destroy that yoke that the devil brought in the family, will heal your children, will heal your grandchildren. I want you to say that I start a new thing in my family. I erect and I institute something new. It will be a family filled with health. We will not be known as a family that had cancer. As a family that everybody who got married got divorced. As a family that everybody who started a business bankrupted and failed. I start a new thing in my family. And I institute it. I am the Elisha now. Hey! I am the Elisha now. I will do double! Double what Elijah did. Makatoria, Man Zaria, Ika Bozatea, lift your voice and pray. Pray in tongues, pray in the Holy Ghost. Makazi Terebe, a lady Bazuri Bakuria, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Yes, we say yes. Yes and amen. Yes and amen to that blessing, to the fulfillment of God's purpose. Mandekataria. Lebra kuzikibrakato. Lebra kuzikibrakata. Lebra kuzitebreketozaya. In the name of Jesus. Yes. It will happen for you. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Man decatus. Yes, yes, yes. Please pray at home. It's a lot easier for those of us in church to pray. Because we have other people supporting us right now. So it's easier for us. But I encourage you at home. Even if you are by yourself. God is with you. So pray along with us. Don't stop. Pray. This is your right. Freedom is your right. Healing is your right. Liberty is your right. Joy is your right. Peace is your right. I see you entering that new place. My God, my God, my God. Number Suteri, Rabeko Zeta Bakaturia. Thank you, Father. Alei Kazuri Abea, Alei Kazuri Bakori Bataya. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Before we end, I want to pray this prayer for you because I hear the Lord telling me that some, the enemy is fighting some people, telling them this. Do you think this applies to you too? Others have it. But do you also think it applies to you? Yes, the blessing is also yours. And the Lord says to minister this to you, so I will pray. Remember, Elisha, Asked for a double portion. Do you know why he was doing that? As compared to all the others who also heard, the sons of the prophets who were studying under Elijah, who heard the same thing. But he said, I want a double portion. Do you know why he said that? He was telling Elijah, I want the blessing of the firstborn. There are a lot of Bible college students here, a lot of sons of the prophets. I'm studying just like them. But I want a double portion. According to Deuteronomy 21, it says the firstborn had the right of a double portion. So what he was telling Elijah and telling all the sons of the prophets is if you're not going to ask for double portion, I'm asking for it because I'm, I believe that I have served him as the chief servant and I deserve... A double portion that comes to the firstborn. Amen. This is how I teach about grace. (laughs) That the child deserves. Healing is the children's bread. The children deserve it. Even the dogs eat from the master's table. And the dogs, what they eat is deliverance. If deliverance can come to the dogs... From crumbs, then what comes to you who eats the whole thing, loaf? Do you get this? God loves us, and He's not thinking about your sins. He's not thinking about you. You are my. You don't deserve. You don't. No parent talks to a child that way. Never. No parent gives, blesses a child and tells a child, "You don't deserve it." No parent does that. It is not written in the Bible and you will not find it anywhere that God says you don't deserve it. It is not in the book. It's not. It's not. The Father himself loves you. So we're going to pray this final prayer. You have a right
1: to double. You have a right.
0: You have a right. The right of the firstborn. Why? Because Jesus is the firstborn. And we are of Jesus. We are one with him. We are in him. He is the head, we are the body. I've never seen anybody walking around with their head decapitated, separate from the body, yet they are walking around. It doesn't happen. Your head is attached to your body. Whatever is flowing in the head. The same blood is flowing through the body. Whatever is flowing through the stem of the tree, the same flows through the branches. He is the vine. We are the branches. Jesus is the firstborn. And we are one with him. We are his body. My God. If you and your wife can be one, you want to tell me we and Jesus aren't one? We are born of his bone. We are flesh of his flesh. His blood has saved you. You have a right to a double portion. Elisha saw it. The other Bible students didn't see it. I pray that in this church you will see it. Those of you at home, I pray that you will see it. So I'm going to pray for you. Because God said to me, Satan is attacking some people. Telling them, yeah, it's for these people but not you. No, 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 no. All of us. We are stepping into a new moon, a new month, a new year, a new day, a new place, and it is your divine right. The blessing of Jesus is yours. The fullness of his grace and glory, they are yours. We good? Father, thank you. Thank you for God's people. Grace is theirs. Glory is theirs. Honor theirs. Healing is their bread. Peace of mind is theirs. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Peace is theirs. Joy theirs. Righteousness theirs. I pray for them that the blessings of God that make rich, to which God adds no sorrow, will come upon them, will be their portion. In the land of the living, so that the living will see what God has done and say, These ones are blessed of God. And that through the lives of God's people listening to me today, their loved ones who don't know Christ this year will come to Christ. Friends and family members, colleagues, co workers, business partners, they will come to Christ because they will see the exaltation of Christ, in God's people. So be lifted up now and may you operate in the high place, you and your house. I bless you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. By the faith of God I call it done in Jesus' matchless name. Can somebody say amen? amen? Yes sir, it's done. Give the Lord praise! Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Kabasaya. Mande Bekaya. Mande Lebrezotea. Bless him. The Bible says we can sing in the spirit. Bless him. Sing in the spirit. Sing in your language. Talk in tongues. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Glory, adios. Glory to God. Merci, Papa. Somebody say mercy, Papa, mercy, Senor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glória a ti, Glória a Obrigado, Papa. Obrigado, Senor. Marco Robo Sandaya. Lebrando Zigibigatanduze. bazuri Bikarya. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Say with me, I enter this new year, born again, my whole house born again, blessed of God, and we shall be a blessing to humanity for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, I declare, Jesus is my exalted master. My Lord and Savior, and I am seated with Him in the exalted place, far above everything that held me back this past year. I am above in Jesus' name and above only in Jesus' name. As for me and my house, we will live for God and we will serve God in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you, church. Give God praise. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, hallelujah. Glory you, glory you, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. To God be glory. To God be glory. To God be glory. To God be praise. Thank him for everything he did for you last year. Thank him. Oh, throughout this year, thank him. And thank him for that new place you have arrived. Because God has gone ahead of you. Thank him. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Father, we also come to give you tithes, offerings, gifts of love. We give joyfully. We give freely. Hallelujah. Not coerced. Not by compulsion, coercion, or deception. We give just joyfully. We say thank you for this, this year. Ah, you began with us and we are alive. I'm alive. You delivered me from That truck driver, I am alive. I thank you. And on behalf of all my brothers and sisters, I thank you. In Jesus' name. Help us live to fulfill your will this coming year and the years ahead. We ask this for the glory of the Lord, for our rejoicing and victory. In Jesus' name. We give cheerfully and we thank you for blessing us in our finances, businesses, health, and every area of our lives. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. I love you, appreciate you, thank God for your lives. Amen. Pastor Sandra will come and lead us in the offering very quickly for the entire uh, assembly and online. And then... I will close the online portion and give you some important announcements, especially about tonight, 9 p.m., we have our crossover December 31st service. I'll be here, so come 9 p.m. for prayer. Let's invite Chaplain Sandra, woman of God. God bless you. Hallelujah. All right. God bless. Thank you all.
1: Thank you.
2: Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank the Lord. Hallelujah. So, pastors already prayed over the offering, and I love here that we'll never coerce you to give. We, God loveth a cheerful giver, and that's what we're looking for today. Amen. So, there are three ways for you to give. Hallelujah. First, you can give through Zell, and if you choose to do that, um, you're looking for World Missions Ministries, and the Zell number is 571 234 2387, I repeat, 571 234 2387. If you choose to give through our website, through PayPal, just go to www.wmmchurch.org and press the donate button. If you choose to give through uh, snail mail or through the mail, <laughs> I just, sorry. Um, you can uh, make your checks or money orders payable to World Missions Ministries or to WMM and send them here to our headquarters office um, where we hold services every Sunday um, at 11, 1030 for praise and worship. Um, and that address here for World Missions Ministries is 6805. East Clinton Street. We're in Clinton, Maryland, and the zip code is 20735, and that's here in the US of A. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I want to thank everybody for joining us today for the service. I know your heart has been lifted. I know that you got a charge to go into 2024 as a victor, and we give God glory for what He's done. Hallelujah. So go in peace. Hallelujah. To serve the Lord. And allow brotherly love to continue. In Jesus' name, amen.